2: Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
1: Do I send some skepticism, Jordana Green? Uh,
4: It sounds like fake news, my friend. That sounds 90 next week. Oi! I'm supposed to believe that when we've been like living in... This haze of cold and humidity. Oh, fat. That's not true. That's not real.
1: You have every right to be skeptical.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm skeptical. Uh, mm-hmm. This time around, I think it's going to stick. This time around. Trust me. This time, it's different. Sure.
4: My fingers are crossed. But I'm also giving you another finger yeah, that means I definitely yeah, don't I think blame you. I know you. that.
1: Yeah. I'm still number
4: <laughs> 1. Thank you. So nice to be together today. Thank you so much um for joining us, and we are just thrilled to be with you, so uh, a great day. And no, we don't want to totally talk about the weather, but when we go from a day like today to 90, um, wow, that is a big swing, one I am for sure looking forward to, so I am definitely excited about that. That makes me want to be outside instead of hiding inside, or I even considered going to a movie this week, which I then bailed out on because... I haven't been feeling great and I really need to protect my health before my transplant. So I um I bailed. I was a little afraid.
1: I did go to a theater this yes. weekend for the first time in, in a long time.
4: In like uh, two years,
1: right? Well, yeah, two and a half years. And and I've been perfectly oh, content right. streaming movies at home. Kinda got into that habit. But there's there's nothing like being in a theater and right. having people talking behind you and, you know, throwing popcorn and you know, That's going to the awesome, bathroom right? with 10 minutes left yeah. in the movie, you miss the important stuff because you're taking a whiz. Um, I went to see Nicolas Cage in The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, and yes. uh, it was amazing. It was hilarious. Really? Oh, Nick Cage, unlike most Hollywood folks, Nick Cage has no hesitation poking fun at himself. mm mm-hmm. And... You know, very self deprecating. And mm-hmm. if you've seen any of Nicolas Cage's movies, you will absolutely enjoy this. But yeah, mm-hmm. we were spontaneous. My, uh, my youngest son, Brett, called up and said, Dad, what are you doing? Are you napping? Are you. And I said, Well, I'm not doing much. Your mother's away and I'm catching up on Ozark episodes. He goes, Stop what you're doing. Let's go see Nick Cage. And so I picked up both sons. And my daughter-in-law, and we went to a theater in uh, Plymouth, and uh, it it was amazing, and it was just nice being out. It had those seats that recline, and it was great. It was great.
4: Isn't it amazing how something as simple as going to the movies can be, uh, well, a euphoric experience after two years and exciting and fun and yet foreign? Because we used to go to a ton of movies with the kids, Uh, try to do matinees because, you know, they get expensive with the kids and all the popcorn and all that stuff. But my God, I miss going to the movies so much. Did it feel weird for you?
1: At at first. And uh, yeah, but I mean, and, and the theater was crowded and uh, we wore our masks intermittently. I mean, Walt, my oldest son, is going to New York for a wedding. He doesn't want to get sick, especially right before leaving to go to New York. And so, you know, kind of as, as a show of support for Walt, Brett and I, we put on our masks as well. And there were some masks in the theater. A lot of people didn't have masks, but um, it, was, it was fine. And I still fine. feel okay. For some yeah, well, reason well thank god i've not see, caught this we can thing be yet. back
4: in the world yeah. yeah we can be back in the world now yeah. that's great i just finished the series because again i do a lot of home watching uh i was hoping i could watch the batman on tv but i can't do it yet and that's what we were going to go see in the theater but we did not so we'll have to wait for a little while
1: well yeah there's there's no shortage of things to watch these days but um
4: I just finished uh the, the Ruby and I like to watch Marvel together. We just finished Moon Knight, which is a new Marvel superhero and um it's about Egyptian gods and it was a little weird but fascinating. Did didn't by any chance Tim Lammers talk about that at all no. this past week? I don't no, know. He no, he did
1: okay. not, but you can oh. plant a seed and ask For him sure. to talk about that. We talked about Ozark and he didn't give away the okay. spoiler and neither will I. Good. Good. And I know weird. you're not a big it's dark, but uh I know you like Jason Bateman.
4: I know. I am a fan. That's why I had to stop watching it because I kept thinking the cartels were going to murder Jason Bateman and no. I can't live in a world with a murdered Jason Bateman.
1: It's it's It actually turned out okay for Jason Bateman. Okay. And well, I
4: might have to go back and watch.
1: I'm thinking there might be another season. It almost seemed Ooh. like they left the door open, but that's just Ooh. me. Hey, but the one thing that was annoying, the whole evening was amazing. It was pouring outside. We were inside laughing to Nick Cage. Um but you pay and they still show you ads. And I understand if something is free and you watch ads or listen to ads because the content is free. I get that. That's a value proposition I, I understand. It's a different value proposition if you pay for a ticket and they still subject you to ads. I just, really? Do we really need? Well, do you mean previews or you no. mean ads like commercials? Ads. Commercials. Oh, And you got a captive audience. I get, you know, you Mm. can't turn away. Well, I guess you
4: can. Mm. But well, Google is changing that. By the way, Google says it wants to give you more control over the ads you see. Mm. So starting today, you get to tell the company what ads to stop showing you. For example, people are opting out of ads about pregnancy or parenting or dating or weight loss. So the question becomes, and look, this is great that Google's doing that. Great, wonderful. Um what ads would you opt out of seeing? Six five one four six one nine 6514619226 We're going to take calls and texts on this. If you could choose and now you can with Google, what are you going to tell Google to stop sending you? What ads do you absolutely not want to see anymore? Text or call 6514619226 next. I'm resigned to the fact that ads are part of our life. In fact, I'm so cheap that I use Pandora, you know, the music streaming service. Mm-hmm. It's free, and I listen to the ads. I don't pay for the service that opts out of ads. I just, you know, every few songs they put an ad, I'm like, okay, whatever. Then my music resumes, so I'm kind of cheap that way. I, I'm used to ads.
1: I think most of us see, I think the number is something like 8,000 ads a day. Is that possible? Oof.
4: That I mean, can't be possible, either
1: listen though. to or see scrolling on television. It's a lot of ads.
4: It's That's a lot. A lot. So we're talking about the fact that Google is now offering you the chance to opt out. That's an option now available on Google that um, you can decide which ads you don't want to see. They were doing, you know, user surveys, and they were saying that there were categories that people didn't want to see. For example, like pregnancy. And I can see why that would be painful. If you've had a pregnancy loss, I've had multiple miscarriages in my day. That's very painful uh, to see. Or if you have infertility issues, um, or if you are not having any more kids, you don't want to waste your time with pregnancy ads. On things like parenting, if you're not a parent, why would you want to see parenting ads or dating or, or weight loss ads, for example? I know that if we ever have weight loss um, advertisers here on the station, I never... I always tell them I cannot endorse that because I don't do weight loss supplements or weight loss programs. So I, I would never endorse a weight loss program because I don't do it. You know, so I don't want to see ads for that. So I totally get it. The question becomes, what do you want to opt out? Six five one four six one nine two two six six five one four six one nine two two six. Paul, when Ruby and I—Ruby's my fourteen-year-old—we were watching TV the other day. And we saw this ad, and maybe you've seen it. It's for something called bent carrot. Bent carrot, it, no, uh, it is exactly what you think it is. It is apparently, um, there is a, a disorder or a condition where the penis is bent. And do you get a cookie every can, time
1: you uh, uh, <laughs> mention the P word in our show? <laughs>
4: My 14-year-old was as appalled as I was as she was watching this. Like, Mark and I have Bent seen the act for it. it. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. And it says you're supposed to do – um I don't know how to even say this diplomatically, like, along with penile exercises and stretching, use bent carrot, whatever they're advertising. Hmm. And that's the website. It's bentcarrot.com. And this is goes, a nice oh.
1: endorsement for them, Jure.
4: I know, oh, I know, I know. They don't they should they should have to pay on the show. But again, I wouldn't <laughs> endorse that because that's not a product that I use in my life, thank God. Yeah. And and I imagine somebody needs it, but I did not want to hear that with my four <laughs> my 14 year old definitely want to hear about bent carrot it's a
1: bonding experience <laughs>
4: she goes is that a thing hey, i go babe i guess it is
1: how's your carrot
4: <laughs> is it bent because apparently you Good can straighten grief. it it <laughs> was i mean hilarious and we were laughing about it and yes it's a jumping off point but oh my gosh no like yeah. i don't want it. Oh, see somebody Cr- on the text draw right, the text line said jor more bent carrot ads i love them so it's
0: ridiculous.
1: Here's the deal. I just looked it up on the Google machine and uh, most of us see 10,000 ads every single day, which, again, oh seems gosh. unimaginable. But, yeah, 10,000 is the oh average that Americans are exposed to. And for me, it's really? prescription drugs. I mean, when I do okay. watch it, and one of the reasons mm-hmm. why I don't watch the evening news anymore is because mm-hmm. every commercial block, it seems, is prescription drugs with crazy names and you know i might have a little hypochondriac in me and every one i'm like huh you know i might have that oh i might have that too Uh oh i I feel an ache there too so anyway (laughs) the united states one of two countries on the planet that allows prescription drugs to be advertised to everybody the other country is new zealand and why that is, I I don't know. We could do a whole show. Money. On, well, money. Yeah, well, they. I,
4: That's why that is.
1: I guess. I guess. But.
4: Money, money, money.
1: I block. Totally. Look, I have an ad blocker on my. Uh, mm-hmm. I use Firefox. I'm I'm old fashioned mm-hmm. and I've had good luck with Firefox and I have an ad blocker. It works pretty well. Every now and then a site won't allow me to access any content because I have the ad blocker. And then I'll just mm-hmm. take the URL and fire up Google Chrome mm-hmm. to see what I'm missing. And there you, I, I still do get ads. But I, it is maddening. And um, I think there are some steps you can take to, to cut down on the clutter.
4: So what do you want to block? What ads do you ads? no longer want to see? Well, again,
1: prescription drugs for me. But
4: Yeah, well, the, there's a couple on the text line I want to share. So, okay. um, hey, guys, any and all ED commercials. Yeah. We know about those right. on WCCO radio. We mm. know those. I get it. Um, hey guys, how about opting out of any more Chia Pet ads? Chia Pet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that still a product? Chia. Ch-ch-ch.
1: I have not heard that in a while, but okay.
4: Uh, um, let's see. Hey guys, you pay big money to go to sporting events, and everywhere there is an ad. That is an excellent point. You pay a lot of money. Yeah, that's true. To go true. to sporting events and concerts. Yeah. And the whole arenas are lined. They're named and they're lined with ads. For sure, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, I opt out of ads for the Paul and Jordana show. Boy, do we have ads? Oh,
1: well, yeah. we, we do have commercials. We have, you know, products and yeah. uh, services that we endorse. Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, so glad you're listening. Anyway, thank you for uh, sticking with us, even though you don't want to hear the ads. Uh, let's see. Regarding movie theater ads, that's a revenue stream. I get that. I get that, yeah, it's I totally right
1: it. and and I understand that theaters, I think if it's a $10 dollar ticket, I think the theater keeps five bucks of that, and the rest goes to ah. the studio, so they split that, and they make their money really on um you know popcorn and yeah, pop yeah. and soda yeah. and what have you, candy. And this
4: texture says, I hate any ad where the spokesperson says, ask your doctor if LSD is right for you.
1: Yeah, LSD? I know.
4: I know. In the, in the meantime, you know that story that when Maddox was, I'm going to say eight, he was a baby. I took him for his physical. I have the audio. I'm going to find the audio for you guys. And he, his doctor said to him, do you have any questions for me? You know, we were going for like a camp physical or something. And he goes, well... I saw on the TV that I'm supposed to ask my doctor, is Viagra right for me? <laughs> no, he said that? I, I have the audio. I, because here's what I didn't know. How old was he? I, he must have been eight. And I swear, Dr, Dr. Malvi, I love her. I love her. Um, she almost fell off her chair. Almost fell. Fa- and she said, she looked straight face. She looked at him. She goes, well, Maddox, Viagra is not right for you. <laughs> Not uh, yet. That's more for yeah. That right. She goes. That's more for a grandpa. I have. I literally have the audio, and the reason I have it is <laughs> because my younger one, Ruby, had either taken my phone or something. And was recording the whole thing because his father put him up to it. His father said, because I guess they were watching uh, like a a Viagra commercial. And he must have said, hey, dad, you know, what is that? What what, should I ask my doctor? And he goes, if you ask your doctor, like, I'll give you 20 bucks. Like his dad said to him, if you do. And he's like, I'll do it. And I don't really think he knew what he was asking, but he wanted the 20 bucks. So he and he said, well, you have to record it uh, because, you know, so Ruby recorded it for him. And he asked his doctor, David. I know I have it. I, I'm literally going to send it to you so we can play it on the air because I, um, it, it's, a, it's a classic piece of audio.
1: Well, he's your son, so I, I expect so, him to uh, be funny. a bit of a troublemaker. That's cool.
4: So funny. All that. right. When we get back, the White House car is-
2: Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've
1: ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart.
4: Respondents' dinner happened for the first time publicly with a sitting president for the first time in six years. Here's some fun comments and we'll react to them next.
5: And folks, it's been a tough few years for the country. There's one reason why it's great to be here again. Everyone at the White House is so excited. I told my grandkids and Pete Buttigieg they could stay up late and watch this show tonight. (laughs)
4: Oh, Ouch. come on. <laughs> Pete Buttigieg can stay up a little bit later than that. Come no, on. He yeah. he was funny. Yeah. Did you watch?
1: No. no I, I saw the clips, but I did not watch live. No.
4: No. It was did uh, you? It was fun. I watched in and out It was funny and interesting. And I always, you know, I'm heartened to see people gathering again. I, uh, you know, big groups of people, most of them not wearing masks. It felt almost normal. It really did. Well, it,
1: could, it And it may very well have been a super spreader event. We'll see.
4: It could have been, right? Uh, we hope it wasn't. We hope that everyone crossed. is well. Although he said, he said you had to be vaccinated and boosted to be able to come. Hmm. And he even made a comment about that. That's uh, number two, David, about the, the Fox folks.
5: Another know there are questions about whether we should gather here tonight because of COVID. Well, we're here to show the country that we're getting through this pandemic. Plus everyone had to prove. They were fully vaccinated and boosted. So if you're at home watching this, and you're wondering how to do that, just contact your favorite Fox News reporter. They're all here, vaccinated and boosted, all of them. Fox News, I'm I'm really sorry Your preferred candidate lost the last election. To make it up to you, I'm happy to give my chief of staff to you all so we can tell Sean Hannity what to say every day.
4: Ooh, I I don't think Sean Hannity or Tucker Carlson was there last night. Maybe just a couple of
1: reporters. No, no. no. Yeah. I I don't don't think so. I don't
4: think the top brass over at Fox was there last night, but certainly the reporters were. But it's interesting.
1: um, Harsh demonizing the vaccines and the boosters many of them not all of them Mm -hmm. but um you don't get into fox headquarters in new york city unless you are vaccinated Mm -hmm. and so but they you know like everything else
4: it's
1: suddenly part of the culture wars whether or not you got a vaccine
4: that they've created that they're not standing by so um uh biden of course did talk about having a free press and how important that was. And and as we are living through a world where there is a war waging um, halfway around the world, and we know that there is not a free press in Russia that is contributing toward um, the misinformation and the war, uh, it was more, it's just something that's more important than ever to realize that a free press, which is not a perfect press, nobody's perfect, but a free press is really important.
5: We're in a time when what we so long take it for granted is facing the gravest of threats, and I'm being deadly earnest. Overseers, overseas, the liberal world order that laid the foundation for global peace, stability, and prosperity since World War II is genuinely, seriously under assault. And at home, a poison is running through our democracy. Of all, all this taking place, with disinformation massively on the rise where the truth is buried by lies and the lies live on as truth what's clear and I mean this from the bottom of my heart that you the free press matter more than you ever did in the last century <clears throat> now, i really mean it. yeah
1: we shouldn't take uh, a free press for granted there is no free press in russia the last time i checked And uh, democracy is not a given. 38% of the world's population, Jor, lives under autocracies, like you have in Iran and North Korea. Well, that's a Mm -hmm. dictatorship. And Russia, 38%. Only 20% of the world's population lives in a free country that follows the rule of law, free and fair elections, representative government, freedom of association, and freedom of information freedom of the press so none of us should take that for granted i couldn't help but notice too that uh, nancy pelosi made a surprise visit to ukraine she went to kiev and apparently she invited some members of the gop uh who did not join her i guess it was all you know democrats who went on this trip this weekend trip but during the uh, white house correspondence dinner the president, President Biden, talked about the latest with Ukraine.
5: We just saw a heartbreaking video. Nine have been killed reporting from Kiev. Struck by a kamikaze drone strike after a shopping mall attack. Shot in the neck while, the clown scene, while documenting Ukrainian fleeing. Killed when Russian missiles hit the television tower in a residential neighborhood. One journalist from Radio Liberty just killed days ago. So many of you telling the stories and taking the photos and recording the videos of what 's happening there, the unvarnished truth shown showing this, this, the destruction and the devastation, and yes, the war crimes yeah yeah,
1: a lot of brave journalists on the ground right now, I, and I agree we, we talk to one every week, Joe Lindsley. Mm-hmm. Um, from Lviv, and we'll be talking with him later this week and getting a, a checkup on that. And um,
4: but he's also an, an independent journalist. Yes. he he doesn't he has his own yes. organization called Ukrainian Freedom News, and he works on his own. And I think that that's you know important. It doesn't mean that he's totally unbiased. You know, we're human. So humans come to their jobs with a bias, but he's doing his best to just so show the raw, honest truth of what's yeah. happening there.
1: Yeah. And there were some independent uh, sources of journalism in Russia before this war, before this special okay. military operation, as Putin calls it. But uh, they've been weeded out. They've been shut down. There is only one voice. It's the voice of the state. It's the voice of Putin. Mm-hmm. And you better fall in line or you're going to wind up in jail or worse. Um President Biden did have some closing remarks in uh, the White House correspondent dinner over the weekend.
5: The reality is that we are a great country. Our future is bright. It's not guaranteed because democracy is never guaranteed. It has to be earned. It has to be defended. It has to be protected. As you've heard me say many times... There's not a damn thing this country can do when we stand united and do it together. And I know we can do anything we want to do. That's right. I've been around a long time, has been pointed out many times tonight. (laughs) But I give you my word as a Biden. I've never been more optimistic about America than I am today. I really mean it. At times of enormous change, it presents enormous opportunities. For despite all the crises, all the partisanship, All the shouting and showmanship, I really know this and you know it too. We are a great nation because we're basically a good people. And here in America, good journalism, good satire about our leaders, about our society is quintessentially an American thing. It demonstrates the power of our example. And I honest to God believe it reveals our soul, the soul of our nation. And that's what I'd like to toast tonight to the journalists and their families, to the people and the elected representatives, to the United States of America.
4: That was beautiful. Yeah. He's more optimistic than I. Well,
1: democracy is messy, right? Yeah. This is why 20 percent of the world is living in a full-blown democracy because, you know, it, it, it may not be the natural state of the world. A lot of people prefer one person on top. And a lot of people, for whatever reason, fear the people voting, representative democracy. So it's its not a given. It's, it's a fairly recent development mm-hmm. in the history of mm-hmm. man. And it's so fragile. It is fragile. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: So it was interesting and enlightening and, and a little bit of fun, and i um, glad we got to share it with yep. you. When we get back, Mark Fry will join us from the newsroom, and he's talking about beer next. Paul
1: and Jordana and Mark Fry here in Studio A. Mark, you had me at brewery. You had me <laughs> at beer, and uh, you got you, you got the best story of the day award.
3: Yeah, I mean, this is an exciting time for downtown Minneapolis. Over 10,000 people are in downtown at the convention center this week for uh, what they're calling the Craft Brewers Conference. So it's essentially 10,000 small independent breweries from all over the world have convened in Minneapolis to talk all things beer. And Paul and Jordana, good to be with you. And if we ever want to talk beer, I will be with you any time of the day. (laughs) Well,
1: I'm very pro-beer. Most Many people are. Um, it's getting tougher, though, for breweries, and I'm I'm just wondering if it's a function of too much competition. There's a weeding out that was accelerated
3: by the pandemic. What did you hear? I know you were in Hopkins today at a, at a new brewery. So I am scheduled to go tomorrow. I did a story last week about Bear Cave Brewing. It's in Hopkins. Mm-hmm. They're opening on Wednesday, their first day after starting uh, really their demolition inside the building back in late 2019. It's been about a two-year process for them, and I was mm-hmm. talking to them last week just about what they went through and sort of the shortages of supplies and stuff. But uh, lucky for them when they got started doing that construction in 2020, there wasn't much else to do. So they just flew through that and they were able to allocate a, a lot of the stuff they needed. But Paul, you're right. I mean, um, one of the things that the Craft Brewers Conference was talking about today was the shortage of cans to put their beer in. Just because really? so many people stockpiled cans of stuff over the last two years, that uh, they're having some trouble finding that. So, uh, you know, every different every every different industry has their trouble right now. It seems like.
4: Yeah. So, tell us wow. a little bit more about the event. Ten thousand people. Are at the convention center at this event? Is this uh, are they selling? Are they trying to get distributorship? What's what's is it all Minnesotans? What's yeah, happening? Yeah,
3: Jordana. So it's all across the the world. All these people came in mm-hmm. from their whether they're um, brewers, distributors, people who sell the the equipment to brew beer. Just because that is such a, a thing right now. Obviously, with all oh, these yeah. businesses uh, needing to restock or redo their equipment, so it's really a convention. They go from different exhibit to exhibit. There's seminars. There's safety seminars about brewery safety and um. They're doing brewery tours today. I was looking at their schedule. They'll be all over the uh, Twin Cities today. So uh, they'll definitely be busy this week.
1: So it's not open to the public. I can't just wander down
3: there. They're not having it open to the public, but the events at the different breweries this week will be open to the public, and you can find those online. Okay. Okay.
4: Got so, it. Mark, what did you get to taste? What did you like? What's unusual? So, What's I different? have not
3: gotten actually to taste. I do my Look, own tasting in my spare time. I, that's I don't get paid to do that, I guess. So, um, I do. I was at Indeed this this Saturday, and uh, mm. they always have great stuff. And we're just so fortunate here in the Twin Cities to have the craft breweries that we do, and uh, it's such a big part of the business and just the culture, I think, in the Twin Cities as well. Absolutely. All right, Mark Thanks, Fry. Mark, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm Boy,
4: first. he got a he got a plum assignment today. I'm Go thirsty. check out the craft brewery convention. That's a pretty good gig.
1: I want to support the local economy, and my goal is to try every beer.
4: Keep drinking, right? Is that Keep wrong? Drinking. Keep
1: you drinking. know responsibly and not drive. Keep and drinking. but that's right. Why wouldn't you do that? So
4: so last week. I posted my brisket recipe on Instagram. It's really nothing special, it's very easy. But this week, Paul, is the last week of my big fundraiser for LLS. Right. And I think in order to get some donations, I think I'm going to post the infamous hollow recipe online <sighs> or or if if you make a donation, I will send it to you personally. So, I'm going to share how to do that next.
2: Awesome. Thanks, George.